I'm Chris Chouse. Welcome back to the show. This is the Fantasy Headliners podcast. We got a special treat for y'all, man. We got a packed house, jam-packed. We got all the boys in the house except for two. But I mean, hey, man, it's Chris, Jake, Kyle, and Ethan. We are all in here, man. Check it out, boys. What's going on? Tonight's going to be interesting because I don't know. We've had these kind of like closed door type topic meetings, but we've Mm. never actually opened it up, I don't think, for all five of us on a podcast. So it's going... Just bear with us, people. It's going to be a jumbled mess, but I guarantee you for the next hour to hour and a half, you're probably going to be very entertained. I just can't stop looking at what Kyle's doing, but I think it's going to be the greatest hour, hour and a half of organized chaos that you've ever seen. That's and the it better be great. Chris Kennedy's ever done anything that lasted an hour and a half. Probably. I, I give props to anyone that has done anything for an hour and a half. Stamina, baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, nobody, nobody right off, believes it. Right off the rails, right away. Nobody. Talking about stamina and girth is going to be the next topic. You know who doesn't have stamina? The Buffalo Bills defense. Please, why? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Starting it off. Since the, since the motherfucking cat is out the bag, man. I am not feeling well today. It is not Victory Tuesday for me, man. I am upset. 13 motherfucking seconds, and I'm swearing today because I'm pissed, man. Taylor can beep all that out on YouTube. He doesn't have to, man. Just let it go. Because oh, we don't you want know to be what? demonetized in the first minute. Yeah, I know. I get it. But I mean, you know, this really pisses me off because, you know, first I'm going to start off with what did I tell everybody about Josh Allen, man? Since he was drafted, I said, give the man some time. I said, he's going to grow. Second year came. I said, I see the progression. And now everyone's on his back saying they were with him at the start. They were not. He is the superstar, man. He is Patrick Mahomes uh, clone-like. These guys are superstars in the making. It was fantastic. But you know what? I cannot. There is no moral victories. We had this conversation in the DM, and I mean, I cannot have a moral victory. This team was pegged to go all the way and give me my championship if it wasn't for 13 seconds. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Why the hell? Here's my problem. I'm not even so angry with the kick. The kick that everyone, oh, they should have squibbed it. Fine. I'm not even so angry with that. They kicked it deep. You still have 13 seconds. What the fuck defense are you playing, man? Why are you rushing four, rush two, play nine back, and cover the 50? They should have never made it there. And you guys are taking me the fucking cleaners, man. I can't handle this right now. Someone else talk because I'm going to have a heart attack. You know what the coolest thing about all this is? And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check it out. Uh, There's a, uh, you know how the NFL does the mic'd up? Where they have a player that's Mike Travis Kelsey was mic'd up mm. for that that and he's yeah. actually the one that called the seam route. Saw that. Yeah. I mean that right there is a lot of things. I mean Patrick's going to get all the credit, you know, during the game, but it's it's cool things like that that Travis Kelsey saw said, "Hey man, then there's nobody in the seam. It's open." And then they audible to it. They checked to it there at the line. It worked out perfectly. It it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I mean, as a football fan, I mean I I get it from a Bills perspective. It pissed you off, but from a football fan. Not only just that game, I don't know if we can get a better weekend of football than we just had this past weekend. Every game coming down to the last possession is absolutely crazy. Yeah, and one thing that we talked about in last week's show, and one of the keys, is a couple of the keys that I thought that the Bills were going to need for this game against the Chiefs was going to be continuing to establish the run with Devin Singletary. He had six carries. Now, granted, the Bills put up plenty of points where 
they didn't really need him to do that. But the other thing was the Bills needed to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes and actually be able to generate sacks. They had two sacks in that game. I believe one of them, he just ran out of bounds a yard behind the line of scrimmage. So they, they got credit for the sack there. But Mahomes actually had six quarterback scrambles throughout the game. He was pressured, but he, because of this guy's an absolute magician, the Bills just weren't able to actually put any hands on him. And that's what Patrick Mahomes does. That was one of the biggest keys to me for this defense, not being able to really finish things, especially in the second half, mainly because Mahomes just, they weren't able to actually tackle him and get him on the ground. So, I mean, it's. And it's that is the key because it, it was seven missed, nine missed tackles yeah. on the Chiefs on the field. We were getting to him. He was just evading that pocket every yep. single time. And we were only going for it. You can't blitz Patrick Mahomes because he's going to kill you. Look at that sidearm shit he did around Gregory Russo. Like, what is that, man? Like, I don't care how good you are. That was ridiculous. The game was good. I understand. 13 seconds, man. We score. We're going. We're going to the dance, man. Well, the biggest issue is, too, is you can't spy them because you can't right. dedicate four pass rushers and everyone in coverage and somebody that, to then spot you. There, there's just a, not enough of it. He had a career high in rushing yards. He just, I mean, he kept getting away and getting out of there. But we've seen that in the playoffs before, right? I mean, he we get into those playoff games and he starts to use his legs a little bit more and he runs and he's not Lamar Jackson, not Jalen Hurts. He's never going to be Josh Allen. But when he needs to use his legs, he does. And that just makes him even more dangerous because you can't put somebody on him to keep him there. You have got to get to him with those pass rushers. And unfortunately, they just couldn't do it now. You know, guys like Gregory Russo, I know. Joust, you weren't a big fan of his at the very beginning. I thought he grew this year. I thought he ended up playing very well, but another year in this situation now, maybe he's able to, you know, kind of not point the ears all or pin the ears all the way back and maybe able to play that a little bit better, you know, as he kind of gets a little bit older. Big thing for the Bills, they're going to be back. They just got to keep, you know, a lot of the complimentary pieces around. But honestly, Get Cole Beasley out of there so we can see Gabe Davis next year, baby. Full Preach. season. Preach. Get him in there. Yeah, the thing I noticed, and I, I hate to just keep ragging on the Bills and their defense, but we kind of have to. Uh, they just didn't they didn't stop Kelsey or Hill. And you have to you have to just completely eliminate one of those guys. And Tyree Kill is probably the harder one just because you have to be just super fast or have a great game plan for him specifically. Uh, but if you don't stop Kelsey or Hill, you are just, it's going to be a hard time to win. And there were a couple times when it just, I mean, Trav, if you get Tyree Kill in space and he's already at full speed, I'm sorry, there is not a defensive player in the league that can, can keep up with him. And the Bills secondary looked just way too slow, way too slow to defend him. Uh, but yeah, Gabe Davis, whew, what a game, man. Whew, he was, he's a baller. Four TDs, and, baby, four hey, TDs. Did you just double whoop? In a row, I double hoo, dude. You double hoo. I, I mean, that's, that's big time right there. Double hoo. But you know what's funny about Gabe Davis, and we talked about this on last week's podcast. I think it was another man. We just racking up Chouse rants. I mean, we have to have our own segment for Chouse rants because he was talking last week. I believe it was last week about how in dynasty football people will go out there and as soon as somebody has a good year, a good game. They they say he's a he's a dynasty sell high, and I'm starting to see that already from Gabriel Davis. And in my opinion. People who say stuff like that 
I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat. I think they're stupid. Like, it's just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You you spend your entire dynasty life trying to build a team full of young, talented players, and as soon as they start to produce, you want to trade them away. Like, I understand trying to sell high, but I don't even think he's at the highest price he could be. It was one game. What would happen if he got an opportunity for 17? We could be seeing a huge season from Gabriel Davis, especially if Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are not in town next year. Oh, you want to hear something super funny, though? You want to hear something? Headliner Nation, baby. If you're watching the videos, this Gabe Davis performance isn't surprising. Okay? Because for you look at me when you're talking? Do what? You're not even looking at me when you're talking. Look at us. I am looking at you. You're not. There we go. There you go. Gabe Davis, though, since what? Like week? Okay, this kind of messed up a little bit. I got to fix oh, it here. Now we're getting used to the new pod. Now we're waiting. Now we got to wait on this since guy. week. Since week thirteen, he has a touchdown in all but two games. His usage has been creeping up. They've been trying to get him more involved. It kind of feels like since that New England game, right? That New England game, he scored that touchdown against the Patriots. Tough, tough team to score against, obviously. He scores there, and it kind of feels like that week, it's like trying to get Gabe Davis a little bit more involved, it feels like, and that's great because they should have been doing it all season long. And then he scores in three straight weeks. He does have a couple. Didn't put up huge performances, right? Wasn't going over 100 yards. Wasn't securing, you know, eight receptions per game or anything crazy like that. But they've been trying to get him more involved. So for people to be like, I mean, four touchdowns, 201 yards, yeah, obviously freaking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But seeing him get involved, that shouldn't surprise anyone that's been listening because we've been saying for, for weeks forever. now mm-hmm. that he needs to be more involved and they are trying to do just that. So Here's this, one. this is Go my ahead. concern. This is my concern going into next season for Buffalo now because uh, Dable's going to be gone. It's it's rumor he's going to follow the assistant GM to New York. So that's to me is basically almost a done deal. Who the fuck is going to be the OC in this team? And and the thing is, is now we've seen this. We've seen this happen before. Fine. You know, has Josh reached a pinnacle of progression that he can start doing it on his own? Perhaps. But we've seen this stuff with Matt Ryan before. How many how many times have we seen Matt Ryan get the, the, the revolving door of OCs come to Atlanta? He has to redo the system every single year. Statistically, I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks, but it's just it's relevant because every single year after he got an OC changeover, his stats suffered. I know that Josh Allen was uh, preaching for his guy, Ken Dorsey, the guy who's his quarterback coach right now to take over that spot, which is likely a possibility as well, which could improve the play on the offense, which is crazy enough to say as it is. But I mean, that fears me a lot. And I mean, if we go back to the Gabe Davis argument saying, you know, Gabe was more installed in this offense, look what they did in this Kansas City game. Uh, Diggs only had what, three for seven yards, man? He wasn't even involved in this game. So, you know, when you talk, about what was working for Buffalo. That's just proof in the pudding that they can hit you any which way. Give this team a viable RB1 and you're going to see this offense be unbelievable. Imagine uh, Josh Allen with a full-on play-action pass. Are you kidding me? They're just going to be lights out. No, so I will say this. Singletary, the RB1. Nah, he's done. I think No, I honestly, I mean, the, the last handful, six games of the season, when he was getting 18 plus carries a game, mm. he was producing. I mean, the he, fact was. That he had six carries. So I think that if you give him an actual RB1 workload, give him 15 plus carries, he's going to be able to produce. I mean, hell, the guy scored like what, seven or eight touchdowns in the final six games of the season. 
the thing is the, the problem and i get what you're saying charles and trust me even last offseason we talked about it quite a, quite a bit right mm-hmm. i mean what if Najee were to go to buffalo what if one of these guys get to him in the second round or something like that i we talked about it a lot last year's draft but we knew we know Zach Moss sucks. Sorry. We've always we've always known that. But you're gonna suck. have you're gonna have to have someone <laughs> stupid, special, crazy, just amazing to take pressure off Josh Allen because no matter who you play, Josh Allen will always be the focus. The passing game will always be the focus. And, and I'm that- and I'm okay with that because all I'm asking for is that 4.2 yards per carry. We're we're Devin in this game against Kansas City. We saw the struggles and they abandoned it. And when they did, it was that G- Gabe Davis 75 yard touchdown pass that was like, hey, you know what? Everything's off because they were down by what thir- uh, 11 points or something. And they were like, we got to go back to what we do best, and that's throw the football. And it's not to say that Devin couldn't do it. It's just he wasn't getting it done early on because they stuck to it the basically the entire second half or, or first half and the second half. They're like, screw this, man. Let's just throw it out and look. What like we saw forty points in that in that second half alone. Yeah, and I do uh, think you have to have a running back that can put games away, though. If you if you're an offense uh, that's as high powered as they are, I, I don't think that you have to establish the run to establish the pass. To me, the way that the NFL is going right now is your your you your passing offense sets up the lead, and then you have a running back that can basically grind it out after that. Um, and, and we've seen that work effectively throughout the league this year. Um, but I, I don't know, man, I think Singletary could be that guy, but he's not really built to be the, like grinded out for four yards to carry dude. And so that's my only concern with Singletary. I do think that he showed that he is definitely, he should have been more involved even last year with, with Zach Moss. Just Zach Moss is just not that dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like they think he's not drafted any him. They drafted him to be the grinder. Is he even I a guess. dude? I, no, no. Okay. I, I don't. I, I don't know, man. He's he's not good, and so <laughs> he's he's fancy. Yeah. He's just he's just not good, and Apparently so he's better than Joe Mixon. Yeah, says so. I do think no that you know some, having a running people. back could benefit them, but if you are this team, is a running back like your priority? I don't think so. No, I don't see why it would be. Exactly. It's not, it's, it's not a priority. The priority for me now, because, man, I said it to this group how many times. The Bills built this club to go against the Kansas City Chiefs. When we lost to the Tennessee, the Jacksonville, they didn't give a shit. They knew they were going to the playoffs anyway, so it was all about this game. This is what was on their staple of mind. So now what you're talking about, you can't keep up with Tyreek. Trey was out, but I'm not even going to use that as an excuse because Tyron went down early on in this game. So to me, that's like a one-off wash. So I'm not even going to say Trey wasn't there so that, you know, the Bills struggled. They need a, a, a defensive back that's got four four one wheels that can at least keep up with him. I'm not saying he's going to stop him, but at least keep up with him. That way you can have the coverage. They need a linebacker. Help out Tremont Edmonds, man. Milano is a rushing specialist. Look, man, he, he could not stay with uh, Kelsey. He is not a cover guy. Give us a guy. Man, I would love the Bills to move up in this draft. Go get N'Kobe Dean, and let's go for the Super Bowl. Like That's where I'm at. Start trading your picks. Do what the Rams are doing. Stack the damn cupboards, and let's make a run at this for a couple years and they, they can and then you think about it stack the cupboards yeah i mean it, it's cupboards. it's yeah i mean but, just wait, load the cupboards fill the cupboards wouldn't it be opposite wouldn't you be taking things out of the cupboards no we're stacking we want more talent so we're stacking the cupboards. he'd rather have current players than draft picks correct yes he doesn't he doesn't care about draft picks and the whole thing with a running back in buffalo does it even matter i mean i think as long as josh allen is going to 
keep the type of role that he's going to have, he's going to handcuff any type of running back that they bring to Buffalo anyway, because it's just part of his game to take away some of those carries. It's just part of it. And I think if you get a running back back there that that they say, hey, we want you to start handing the ball off more, it's just going to throw the entire offense you know, out of whack. They need to let him do what he does best because as soon as they start forcing him to be a certain way is when he starts making mistakes because he's not comfortable. So that's why I don't think they're really reliant on a running back because if they do it, they're afraid they could change the type of player that Josh Allen is. Sounds like what the Browns did this year with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Went completely away from who he is. Yep. Mm. Obviously, he had all the injuries and everything, and then look what happened. Now, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen are the same thing. They're okay? close. Maybe okay, they're at close. one point you in time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe at one point in time. Okay, but no. But Josh Allen, obviously far more talented at this point, and he's grown. But I love that they've already come out and said Josh is going to be in the process. He's going to have a say in this. They're going to bring someone in that Josh vibes with. They're not going to just bring somebody in that's not going to kind of fit. I'm sure they're going to bring in some sort of a mind that is is close to what they've already been doing. I don't see a huge change in philosophy. I see them bringing in somebody that's going to help continue to help him grow, help this offense grow. We're going to be right back here next year talking about this again. Hopefully for Chalice's health, it's a little bit more of a, a pleasantry talk. But, I, I mean, man. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, I mean, obviously you've got the younger guys that just came in this year as well. The AFC is just going to be stacked for years. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, here's one thing we haven't talked about yet, and I'm going to let Ethan start off because I already know he has something to say about it. Uh Uh-oh. Being that we're on this game, before we move to the next game or the next topic, what are your thoughts about the overtime rules, Ethan? I think the overtime rules are trash garbage. Oh, well, Uh, all right. Thanks for sugarcoating it. Here's the problem with the overtime rules. This is like the, why is this so complicated for football fans? We are, we are just making this way too hard. Just have another quarter, like play it like a normal game, flip, flip a coin to see who gets the ball first and then play, keep playing football the way that it's designed to be played. I hate all the, everyone that comes up with something like, oh, we should have a shootout style, you know, where we start on the 20 and whoever scores last loses. Why, why are we changing what I consider a perfect game. Mm. Why are we changing the rules once we get to overtime? No other major sports do this. Baseball started jacking with theirs when they added the guy on second base in overtime. And that's fine. If you want to go to a shootout during regular season games, sure. I think we need to get rid of ties in football anyway, because we only play like 18 games a year. So get rid of these stupid ties. But to me, the perfect way to do this is you just keep playing football. Why do we have to be so complicated about this? Like it's, I hate, I hate this debate. We've had it. We've had it for, it seems like five years now. Well, maybe we should do this. And the coin toss is too important. Well, the easiest thing is always to just play the game the same way it's normally played. You can't tell me after watching the last two minutes of that game, that five more minutes or 10 more minutes of that would not have been absolute freaking thrilling television. Okay. So don't hit me with excuses like, oh, the defenses are worn out. Dude, they're professional athletes. They get paid millions of dollars to be in shape. I'm sorry if your defense is gassed. That's a disadvantage to your defense. Let them play football. I guarantee you they don't want to just sit and wait. You know, the defense is probably pissed off more than anybody because they were getting carried by the offense the whole game. So that's just part of it. I just, I just hate all of the excuses that we get. Everyone tries to over, outsmart it. Let's make football more exciting. No, we saw it. The last two minutes of that game were the most exciting two minutes of football we've had this entire season. 
why can't we just extend that? Why can't we just go in and give them hell, give them a 10 minute break and then go back out. So they're not as gassed. I don't care. It just pisses me off that we overcomplicate overtime in a game. That's as simple as football. Just add more time. Every other major sport does this. It's not like a novel concept. Oh, I think lost in all this is the fact it, that you said overtime instead of extra innings for baseball. Yeah. Oh, well, that's because nobody yeah. watches baseball. Yeah. So who cares about baseball? Yeah. But also to what to Ethan's point, I mean, you know, with the NBA, with their overtime, you know, rules, they don't play their overtime isn't 12 minute, you know, 12 minutes a quarter like it is in their regular game. They they bring it down to five minutes. So they could mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a 15 minute overtime you know, period for them. It could be 10 minutes. It could be five minutes because since they installed this, you know, updated overtime rule, what, 10 years ago, 91% of the teams that win the, the, the coin toss win that game. So it really doesn't give the team, the other team a chance to, you know, do anything. So I'm with, I'm hundred percent with Ethan here. And I think that, you know, the rule, I don't think the rule is going to be changed because the chiefs themselves did actually try to get this changed back in 2017, 2018, when they lost to the New England Patriots in the AFC championship game. And the Chiefs were the only team that actually voted on that rule change. No other team voted on it. So I, as much as I'd love to see it, I don't, I personally don't see it happening in the near future. It's because the they don't care th- if it doesn't affect them. That's right. right. And right. And the only flip argument I'm going to put to that is because I heard an interesting way of it put today as well, saying if you go five minute overtime rule, say 10 minute overtime rule, what if the team like the, the Bills, man, they did that one drive that was like eight minutes. What if yeah. they just do the eight minute, nine minute drive, leave no time on the clock and then that's it. And then, so then where are you really better off where you were? Because then the offense really didn't get a chance to do it. So now, you know, teams are going to game plan to be that way. Slow the clock, run it down, kick the field goal. We go home and the offense doesn't touch the ball. Cause you know, that's what's going to happen. And then people are going to bitch and complain and say, well, you know what? They got to add more time or there's got to be something. I, I did like the one 10 minutes, only two point conversions, no kicks. That way you miss a two point conversion. Now the score actually has to be scored that way. You won't have double overtime, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a shit show. I mean, yep. you could I like college go, rules. You could go, you could go five minutes has to be a touchdown. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think 10 minutes makes the most sense. I get what you're saying with like, well, teams are going to change their strategy up. Well, yeah, but teams change their strategy up in the regular. It, it's as close as we can get to what regulation football looks like, you know? Uh, and if they win by a field goal and they've kept the ball for 10 minutes, like, Hey, that means your defense didn't stop them for 10 minutes. You get three more timeouts. Do we ever see a team use a timeout in overtime? Hardly ever. I mean, right. I can't imagine. Because it's the same argument, though, if the Bills, if the Bills would have made a stop on, on the on the Chiefs, they would have got the ball back, right? Or if they stopped them enough to kick the field goal, they got the ball back. <clears throat> I mean, I get it. It's a mess, but there's so many variables here and I, and I get you what you're saying. You know, you want to take uh, make it simplistic and say, just keep playing football. And I mean, I don't hate it. I'm not against it. I just, I foresee the same topic coming up again when it comes to overtime, just because, you know, I'm, I'm a bills fan. We lost and I'm not even bitching about it because you know what? That's the rule. If the bills wanted the ball back, they should have made a play on defense. That's how I see it as of today. And it sucks for me to even say that I'm swallowing all this crow, but for me, it's like, you know, you know what? Yeah, swallowing something. Swallowing, swallowing too much. I swallow too much, man. That's so much, bro. That's why I was coughing. I think we need to go to college rules. I love. Really? I love college overtime. Love it. Put the ball on the twenty-five yard line. Whoever wins the kick or the coin toss gets to decide who gets the ball first. 
offense at that point, 25 yard line, you get 10, you know, 10 yards. It's a first down, keep going. You got to score. Then you got to make a decision. You kick the field goal. If you don't make it in, do you try to go for it? You don't make it. You kick the field goal. Other team gets the ball. Now it's their turn. No clock involved. Just offenses going toe to toe, more scoring. Your stars are on the field. It's exciting for everybody. Either way, either way would be better than what it is now. Exactly. That's true. And either way is probably not going to happen no matter how much we argue it on Which this seems show. seems to be weird. Why? I, I don't show. understand why the NFL wouldn't want to change it. Like, look I don't, at, I don't look get at society as a whole, Kyle. People do not care in this world about you or anybody else. They care about what affects them. And as much as I hate to say that, a lot of people out there don't give a crap about the person next to them. So the same thing applies in the NFL. Do teams care that the Bills kind of got hosed? No, because it didn't affect them. They don't care. They're not going to vote on it, and they know they're not anywhere near the Super Bowl right now. So why do they care? And I mean, I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's why I don't think these teams are voting or or care as much because it's not affecting them on a year. I just basis. don't think they want to make the change. I don't think it has anything to do with you know not caring if it affects them or not. I just think that they just plain are like, we're not. I mean, there's no reason to change it. Why would we change it? They're just being stubborn with it, is my guess. And you know, I honestly, if it was that big of a thing. Goodell just needs to fucking do something about it. <laughs> like, make something happen. Dan, I'm okay even if it's just a playoff switch for the overtime. Don't even make it a regular season switch. Keep yep. the overtime the way it is. Like one touchdown, you're yep. done. Who gives a shit? It's regular season. But playoffs, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the, you know, play the full ten minute quarter and and duke it out. I mean, fair enough. If if they run the clock, then that's part of the the strategy, I guess. I don't know. I'm worried about you over there, Chaus. You're getting all worked up again. I am. We, I'm, I'm all we, red, uh, hot, and bothered for. Uh, who else? Not who a, else you, no, you can't be as red as Kyle, though. So you're good yeah. there. How? How? Who else do you want to talk about? Let's talk about talk- Tom Brady. Let's talk okay. about Tom Brady. Tommy touchdown. Chris's boy. Chris's love. I, I missed his 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 one love. I mean, is this it, man? Is Tommy? You know, he says he's got to go talk to Giselle. He's got to make this decision with the fam jam and. I don't know, man. Is he? He's a free agent, so he can go somewhere else if he wants to. Ba said he's coming back. He's like, "Are you coming back?" He's, like, "I'm coming." And even Gronk even said he's like, "I will come back without Tom Brady." He's putting that on the table. And Tommy, he kind of was a little bit sentimental, like he was almost saying his goodbyes without saying the goodbye. What are we doing, Tommy? He was. He had um he had a, a post on Facebook and Instagram that it was a fairly emotional post. You know, it wasn't him saying goodbye or making a decision. Um, but it was pretty much reflecting on this past season, thanking the fans, thanking his teammates uh, for a great year. And I, for me personally, and I've, I've said this for the last, what, six or seven years now, probably, that I do think that he, I think he's done after this, after this season is over. I do think that he walks away. Um, I think that if, the, if Tampa Bay had won against the Rams, if they had won the Super Bowl this year, then I think that would just keep that, that motivation, that drive going to keep coming back, to keep winning. But I think after the season, he realized, you know, he's done all that he can do. Like he's accomplished everything and then some. And I just don't know what else he has to come back for. To, to me, and oh, I'm totally going to let the cat out of the bag on this one because Chouse is going to know exactly what the hell I'm talking about here in a second. <laughs> yeah. So here's my take. I heard this on another podcast that I was watching while at the gym. No, it was not a fantasy football podcast because I don't listen to anybody else. But this is a football-minded podcast. It's I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. And if you haven't checked it out, oh, damn it, you need great, to. Great pod. And they were talking with LaShawn McCoy, and one of the topics was Tom Brady. And they mm. said that Tom isn't chasing 
anybody to become the greatest quarterback of all time. He's chasing to become the greatest champion of all time. He's chasing the Jordans and the Kobe's and everybody. He wants to be the best of all time. And knowing that that competitive spirit is in him, he's a, he's as close to 100% healthy as any athlete in the NFL season right now. They're going to have an opportunity to bring back majority of the pieces that are already there. I, I don't see, I don't know why he would leave right now. I mean, they have an offensive line that's protecting him. He's not getting beat up every single week. I don't know if he wants to go out on a loss like that. I just, I will be surprised personally if Tom Brady hangs it up, knowing the type of competitor that he is. He, I think he wants to win it all, and and they still have that chance in Tampa Bay. The window is not closed. It's not like they had, you know, all their eggs in one basket, and it's it's winter go home. This is all we got. If like anything, they, the road just got a little easier with yes. everything happening in New Orleans. Sean Payton gone. That mess there. They're not going to have a team next year whatsoever. They've already Aaron, won the division Aaron, Aaron in 2022. Rogers. Yeah. Yes. They've already won the, their division. And the season hasn't even started next year yet. They've already, they're going to win uh, their division. Their Carolina isn't going to take it from them. Atlanta's not going to. And now neither is New Orleans. They they basically have, they have a cakewalk to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Why, why leave? Sure, Chris Godwin is a free agent. They could bring him back if they probably wanted to. Gronk, I'm sure, is another guy that will rework deals to you know keep him under the salary cap. The salary cap is increasing next year. Like They're not under any constraints to blow the team up. They can still make a run. I think I think next year will be his last. I think here pretty soon you'll hear him announce next year is going to be my final year, and that he's gonna he's gonna ride off at that point regardless. What do you? I mean, I could see something like, hey, announcing it ahead of time. This is my retirement year, mm-hmm. kind of like we saw from like a Kobe and stuff like that. So everybody yeah. can pay their last respects to him on the road and give standing ovations everywhere he goes. I, I could see that because he wants that man. That yeah, he, he, cra- he, he craves does. all that, but it's truth. I mean, without Aaron Rodgers potentially in Green Bay. And you know, Tommy, man, the 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 competitive spirit we know, he's not going to want to go out like that, man. He wants to go out as a champion. And I almost think if he would have won this year, he might have left and said, okay, now I'm done because I did it again. But yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. Ethan, is he coming back? I think he is coming back, but I, I would say that, you know, I don't think he has anything to come back to prove. Um, you know, I know we all want him to like leave on top, I guess, but like to me, if he wanted to leave on top, why wouldn't he just guarantee that he leaves on top when they won the Super Bowl last year? You know, it's not like he had anything else to prove at that point. He could have just said, Hey, I won, I'm done. Like, you know, I was playing basically to win again. Um, I have more championships than Jordan. So, uh, you know, I'm the greatest goat of all time. If that's really his motivation. Uh, I think he, he could very well be done, but I, I just, he is healthy and his brand looking forward um, to what he wants his brand to be with all the TV 12 stuff, with all of this, does it not help his brand the most to continue to stay healthy at 45, continue to play at a really elite level? I mean, people are already buying his book. If he can put together one more season or two more seasons, or, you know, God forbid, he's talked about playing until he's 50. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we all agree that that's kind of outrageous. But to me, the best thing for his personal brand is to keep playing, to keep proving that basically, hey, I figured out the the elixir to living and playing for as long as I want. Uh, this is, you need to buy my stuff and follow my brand to get to that point. 
uh, he doesn't have a, a shoe line. You know, he doesn't have uh, Jordans to fall back on and have a shoe empire. I mean, he could, I guess, if he wanted to, but he doesn't. His brand is his health and longevity. And so if he wants to extend that um, and make real true greatness out of it long-term and have that be kind of his go-to thing, health and fitness and just being healthy, what what would that, the, to me, staying in and playing as long as humanly possible would be the thing that's best for his brand. And is there anything forward. that any of us have seen on tape that would lead you to believe that he still doesn't have it or that he's no. starting to lose it? No, no. I mean, no. The, the guy led, he led the, almost every passing category in the league this year. It was he arguably he had the closer best to being done as finally ever. you're in New England than he does right now. Exactly. <laughs> True. No, he no. looked he looked worse off his end of the end of the time in New England. I mean, he just set a career high for pass attempts in a season, a career high for pass completions in a season, and a career high for passing yards in a season. And he did it at the age of 44. Like. It just—it's not like they're saying, ah, you know, he can't go down the field anymore. Uh, His—he's—he can't, you know, keep him healthy. You can't keep him upright in the pocket. Our offensive line isn't great. Like, there's no reason why he can't duplicate these numbers again. And that's what just leads me to believe, like, I don't, I just, I can't see it. And now Ethan tying in the whole staying healthy, being on brand type thing—I didn't even consider that. But that makes a whole lot of sense as well because. That's going to help set him up after football anyway, because everybody's going to be like, how the hell did this guy play so long? He's He's got to have – he figured something out. And I, once Ethan said that, it totally clicks. And, yeah, the guy's going to play till he's 60-ish. I, th- I think this <laughs> – I think 2022 ends up being his last year. I, I do think he'll announce it. And on brand, you best believe there's going to be an in-depth documentary crew following his ass all over the place, putting together a final year – HBO special that you can purchase on the Blu-ray for you boomers out there that still watch that crap and don't stream. You best believe something like that's going to be coming out. It's good for business, man. Like his buddy, I'll just yell from his yard and he doesn't need any. Honestly, he doesn't need anything after he retires. I mean, doesn't he's got a, he's got, he's married to one of the most successful supermodels in the history of the world. I mean, he's taking care of financially. Yeah. They're all taking care of, but, but but like, like that, I'll piggyback on the point of legacy because he wants to be the goat of all goats in all of professional sports. His next endeavor is going to be the goat in business world, man. He wants to dominate. You know, the type of guy, this guy's mentality is it. Business will be booming for Tom Brady, regardless, because he does have that elixir. I don't know who he sold his soul to, but he looks younger than me. And I feel there'll be plenty for him to do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Brady Brady recently did just drop a. Uh, he's been working on a clothing line over the last year that he's mm. just recently dropped, so he's got that to fall back on too. I'll buy it. Is it extra big in the crotch though? Because that's, I mean, that's mm. what I. Then need. you won't be purchasing anything from him. No, it's all small crotch related. Okay. Yeah, I know. Hey, I know we've been talking about just like where he's going from here on out and his crotch. Just, yes. Can we just all agree that like that was probably the the most impressive performance? of the weekend i don't know him leading that team back mm, the second half of that game that yeah. much like with all I the injuries they had hell yeah absolutely and allen just like lit the up, place yeah. on fire so it's really but i mean is that that's got to be one of the top three quarterback performances this year and he's doing it at 44 i mean they were basically i mean i remember i pulled up the game and i was like holy crap that's you know this if he gets demoralized and like and yeah, if it wasn't for an all-out blitz by the the Buccaneers on that last play, 
That's that's why they lost, man. You played. You either go after, and you thought you're gonna blitz Stafford. You don't blitz Stafford like that, man. He's gonna cook you, and he did. And mm. we, yeah. we've been sitting here talking about Tom Brady. Mm. I I think we need to give some props to the Rams. I mean, mm. I yeah. I think a lot of people overlooked L.A. for Stafford, baby, for whatever reason it is. Uh, but we talked about this a few weeks ago that I won't be surprised if they're the Super Bowl champions this year. They're more. They're more of a team that I can see their window closing soon. Like they kind of went all in. They're not going to have much of a future once these guys decide to ever move on. There's not much, uh, as you said, in the cupboards, Chris. Uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things where they are built to win. They have playmakers on both sides of the football. And yes, Tom Brady led them back in that game. And as great of a performance as that was, I also think that the Los Angeles Rams defense kind of took their foot off the pedal, played a little bit more relaxed, and allowed Tom Brady to come back in. I, I think that they got that big lead, and they kind of said, yep, we got it, and they they just let off too early. But this team, if they keep keep their foot on the pedal, I don't know who beats the Rams, honestly. Do the yeah, they're, Rams they're... have the best like looking sideline in the entire NFL? You've got Matthew Stafford. Sean McVay rocking the hell out of those khakis. God, who doesn't love watching the LA Rams? We we, we cover these khakis that you love so much on McVay last year, man. Let's, you know, put it. Put and it now away. Stafford's there, just eye candy all over that sideline, man. Really? I mean, I'm sorry, Jake. but you think Matt Stafford is like a super attractive dude? Dude, Matthew, like he's a man's man. Like, why what would it? Hell. Are if we talking Matthew, about? If Matthew what? Stafford wanted me to come live with him for a few weeks, hell yeah, I'm packing the bag. I'm headed over there. Whatever I that man wants, I do. Completely disagree. Uh, we got some technical difficulties, Chris. You were you uh, were saying? Oh yeah. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, so Kyle, as as I was, okay. I was uh I was gonna kind of piggyback off of what Jake was saying with you know the Rams offense definitely letting the you know the, the foot off of the gas because when you look at their last seven possessions of that game, fumble, punt, fumble, missed field goal, punt fumble field goal to win the game like they took they lost a 27 to 3 lead Brady had a phenomenal comeback in the second half after looking awful in the first half of that game and the Rams still found a way to win that game so for me I mean the, the Rams have got to be the you know the team to beat now in the NFC because yes the 49ers did beat them twice in the regular season but I just I don't see that happening again this time around all the fumbles so were by the running backs right well, that's what I was gonna say. You do know where they yep. got the Achille- the extra Achilles for for Acres there it was out of his hands, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they took it from his <laughs> wrist or something. Is that possible, Ethan? You know, do you have Achilles in hands? Uh, Professional diagnosis. Well, why is he fumbling the ball? I mean, I only put two and two together, man. Hey, can I talk about Cam Acres for a little bit? Because I've had some people <laughs> ask me about it, and I feel like I could just refer them this to this pod, so I don't have to make a big thread on it on Twitter. Uh, last week, I did make a big thread about Cam Akers. I watched all every single snap that he played. How many likes did it get? Uh, lots of likes. So many likes, dude. Oh, I was like nice. farming so hard. Uh, Way to go. Oh, good lots job. of retweets. Wow. Oh, farming. Gosh. You I know like how much it. I made off that tweet? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Uh, Wait, did you just say what? Farming? Farming, farming for engagement, Kyle. Yeah, Where engagement have you farming. Been? That's a hot oh. topic on the Twitter sphere, okay? That's what all the people who don't have a following do go out there and they ask stupid questions for you to answer just to get you to interact with them because your content's not good enough to interact with. Go get my hoe. 
we don't have that problem here. Anyway, let me tell you about what I saw this week because I went back. I watched Cam Akers again. Really impressed with just the volume that they're giving him. That's outrageous. Uh, almost cost them this game, though. Uh, he, everyone wants to talk about the volume. The only thing that he's not controlling when he is playing. So, yes, the team trusts him a ton. Uh, the team also trusts him to hold on to the football, which he didn't do very well. Uh, so we can talk about just being rusty. He didn't look very great on his catches last year, last week either. Uh, so there's still some rust there. He hasn't played all year. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But if they had lost this game, everyone's looking at them like, really? You trusted the guy that hasn't played all year to carry the rock and 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 milk this game out for you? 27 touches. Twice. 27 uh, touches. That's not the smartest move. You know, Sony Michelle arguably has run better in the last six weeks than Cam Akers has in the last two weeks. And that's where I was going. Why, why isn't Sony closing out that game at that point? It doesn't make any sense to me. The Sony other thing I carry. saw, and, and maybe it's because I was looking specifically at this last week, this week, neither week did they have him running any type of dynamic decision-making runs. It was all one cut, almost always one cut off of his good foot and then go. And if, and if he got caught, he got caught and he got caught pretty much every time he never really broke anything away. He broke, he got, he broke free on a, a, a pass, but in terms of running the football, he was, people will say, Oh yeah, he looked really fast. Sorry, but your eyes are deceiving you, my dudes, because he should be faster than the dudes that are catching him. And he's not right now. So I don't think he looked as explosive. Yes. Did he look quick? Yeah. All these dudes look quick, man. Sorry. They're professional football players. So yes, he did look quick and that was impressive. But the biggest concern that I had watching him was every time he ran up the gut and tried to shift off of that foot, it was like someone had shot him in the leg again. He would try to cut off that foot and it would be like, basically it looked like he just didn't get any push off of it. He would try to cut off that foot and go the other direction. And it would be like, he would, he would get caught every single time. Every single time I watched him try to make a cut in the middle of the field off of that foot, the explosion was completely gone. He basically stopped. It looked like he was running in quicksand. That is my biggest concern going forward with this injury. We've seen this a lot of times with these guys with Achilles injuries. The thing that has affected the most is their burst the ability to go from zero to hundred as quickly as possible. And that is my only concern because I saw after last week, Oh yeah. Dynasty RB six. Are you kidding me? A mm -hmm. dude with an Achilles tear. Are you seriously RB six? You're telling me he's the sixth most valuable running back in dynasty, which should make him the sixth most valuable dynasty, you know, running back in redraft next year. If you're going by that. I am super concerned that people are going to look at the volume and go, oh, yeah, Cam Akers, he's going to get a bajillion touches. We've seen a two-game sample that he can stay healthy. That is not anything when we're talking about an Achilles tear. Uh, so we're, we're going off a two-game sample, and you guys are going to probably give up second, third-round pick and redraft next year. That is way too steep for me. I'm probably going to avoid him everywhere. I'm not buying him in Dynasty right now. I think he is just a small sample trap. It's written all over him. Injury risk is through the roof. I am just, I'm not happy with what I saw when he was trying to cut off that leg. And yes, he has six months to recover. 
but that is a huge concern for me going forward. And I just don't want anyone listening to this pod to think that we collectively as a group are all on board the Cam Akers train heading into next year because I am just super concerned about it. Okay, well, here's how I handle it. I was on the board or on the train, but damn it, I'm off the train now, Ethan. You totally convinced me. <laughs> well, you pay me to convince me. I'm still, I'm still on the train, but I'm not on the train at six, man. No. That's just crazy. Yeah, whoever, whoever, said, whoever said RB6 is ridiculous. That, that's well, that crazy was Dynasty. High. Now, granted, but even, even Dynasty, dynasty that's way too high. Even yeah. Dynasty, worse. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's crackhead talk. <laughs> Yeah, that's even worse. But you think about it, and I, we always try to watch, or when you're watching film, I don't care what sport it is, you do it. We were making fun of baseball earlier, but a lot of you know batters, and Kyle can probably speak to this because he's held a lot of wood in his hand before, they're looking for certain tells from pitchers so they know what pitch is coming. You need to do the same type of thing in football. And if Ethan has kind of you know narrowed something down, that just needs to be something that we pencil down here. And over the next few months, when they start getting into mini camps and training camps, that we're watching some of these videos and paying attention to does that improve or does that not if we're starting to see you know come june july august that ethan's like dude the guy's got the same problem uh i would hope the majority of us are all off the bandwagon uh by that point it's but it's definitely something to pay attention to i love cam Akers. i love the talent of cam Akers. i hate that he had the injury even coming back right now makes me think that he's somewhat of an avenger and that maybe he's got like superhuman powers and and hopefully over the next few months he improves enough to where we can have a little bit more faith but yeah i mean that makes total sense and uh, i need my running backs to have two healthy feet not just one well i mean this this is actually kind of like a great segue into what i wanted to talk about a little bit Ooh. oh good this is like a perfect segue like you planned it because just keep your tongue in your mouth and we're good i was kind of hoping he forgot about it damn it i would like to i'd like to talk about roller coasters okay oh. I would like to talk about roller coasters. Yeah, roller, really. everybody on the pod, are we are we fans of roller coasters? Like, nope. is there anybody here that doesn't like them? Chris not liking roller coasters is not a surprise whatsoever. For hey, me. in his defense, okay, there's not very many he can ride. The, the <laughs> height requirement <laughs> that's be a certain height, and hair doesn't it's true. count. It's true. That's why I'm oh growing the hair God. out. Actually, so wait I'm hoping second, that though. I can I can get. Wait that. a second. Nope, you can't say that to to Rem and not include Chouse in the same conversation. <laughs> Hey man, I grew I grew half an inch over the weekend from yelling so bad. So I'm I'm getting there. Oh my Chouse God. has to wear platform shoes when they go to the, the amusement parks there. It's just so he can get on the rides. Basically, yeah. I don't okay. like to I'll be the I'll be honest though. I don't like to go upside down. <laughs> I like okay. roller coasters. Where are you going? Okay. So the majority of Chouse the public like, shut up and say likes roller coasters. I mean there's a reason that <clears throat> there's a reason that we have as many theme parks as we do. But l- listen, here's the thing. You know what you're getting into when you get on the roller coaster, right? There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. It's going to be fun for the most part. It's going to be a thrill ride. It's going to get scary at times. But like when you get to the very top, like, you know, it's, you know, you're going up, you get to the very top, you're feeling really good about being up there. And then it's that dive down, right? That's where things it's like, oh, like butthole gets really really small we still you get really really coasters? worried about what's going to happen to you okay you're gonna you get to the bottom listen is there anybody jumping off a roller coaster when he gets to the very bottom like do you ever get to the bottom you're like hell no nah, peace out try to undo the stuff hell no you stay in on the roller coaster right because you know that fun we'll times die. are coming up ahead of you right because if you go down you're going back up baby on a roller coaster you're going to be going back up more than likely okay lots of good times okay Fancy football is the same way. I cannot, for the love of me, figure out 
why Jamar Chase was the biggest roller coaster fantasy value wise I have ever seen in a season. We kick things off at the beginning of 2021. We have the NFL draft. Jamar Chase, listen, right before that, he sat out the entire college season. People are like, yeah, you know, he's good, but he sat out this year and, you know, kind of had that injury and, you know, how good is he going to be? I don't know if he's my wide receiver one. I don't know if he should go top five. You know, people like, eh, you know how I'm feeling. He goes to Cincinnati, boom, wide receiver one in Dynasty, baby, back with Joey B, going to just be great times, smooth sailing. Dude's going to dude's gonna have 2,000 receiving yards this year, 25 touchdowns, going absolutely crazy. We get to the preseason. He has a couple of drops. Jamar Chase, man, Whew, just not that good. He's dropping. Oh, the football isn't the same? Oh, what type of idiot wouldn't have recognized that? This guy clearly isn't cut out for the NFL. He isn't going to have a successful season. This guy's over. He's washed, overhyped. We can't deal with it. Nope, we're done. Then he comes out, four touchdowns in the first three games, 101 yards, 54, 65, 77, 159, 201. Wide receiver one in Dynasty, baby, to the moon. Buy Jamar Chase as much as you possibly can. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. This dude, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm he does it all for you. Okay, he's like a 30 cent hooker, right? He'll do anything. All right. He's got it. <laughs> he's got everything those exist? that Chris, you need. Ram, do those he's exist? got everything. He doesn't matter. There. He'll do it all. Okay. Knee pads and all. All of a sudden, boom. You got 32 yards, for the knee pads. 49 That's yards, right. 32 yards, 39 yards, 52 yards, 77 yards, three yards. And then this time, T. Higgins is absolutely blown up, right? T. Higgins looks like a GD just. P-I-M-P out there, man. Absolutely how he looked last season. Man, does he look good. He's the wide receiver one on this team. Chase who? Where's Sewell? Why didn't we use a a fifth or a fifth overall pick on him? Why are we drafting Jamar Chase? Okay. Or wherever they drafted him. Chase was forgotten about. Boom. Gone. Get him out, right? Higgins is the wide receiver one. 125, 266, and three touchdowns. There's my 30-cent hooker, baby. Get him back in here. He can do it all. Give him back. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I think there's one thing that we are really, really, really good at here at the Fantasy Headliners, and that is not acting like a bunch of five-year-old kids that see something shiny. My, 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 they touch it, and it may be like, little electric shot gets him no fuck that shit no uh, no we don't do that okay we don't do that here we ride we ride those highs and those lows because we know sometimes when they have those lows those highs are going to be coming you're going to get that nice feeling in your stomach when you're going back up you got your hands up in the air on the roller coaster and you're like yeah baby back to the top and then you're going back down and you're feeling really good again okay listen that's something we're really good about doing here making sure that we understand what values look like at certain times and not just being freaking crazy like these psychopaths that I watch on Twitter where it's one bad game and sell them, get them out the door. Can't do it. Get them right now. Like Gabe Davis, right? Mm. Everyone's like, sell Gabe Davis. Best game ever. What about your boy, Joe Mixon? Same man. 
Why, Joe? What about Joe Mixon? What'd you say? You cut out a little bit. Same roller coaster with him. He's good. He's same, bad. He's same good. roller coaster with Joe Mixon, and all these oh, people yeah. always hate. Guess what? The they were just gate. hating on. They were just hating on Joe on the playoff game, and then what? Bam! He scores a touchdown, and you're like, "Where are you at, bro? Where are you at?" Listen, Joe. There's nothing better than those highs with Joe Mixon, baby. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Are they better than Sean McVay khakis? I was just gonna ask that. No, question. I beat they you. They are not. Damn. <laughs> no, actually, yes, they are. I'll take a Joe Mixon touchdown. Okay. I don't need Viagra. Give me a Joe Mixon touchdown. That's oh going to stiff right up, baby. Hey, you know what's we don't even, need to worry about any of the rest of it. What's just as bad as roller coasters, it's like tweeting mid-game that a player sucks. Yes. And then having them go the f- off the <laughs> second half. This like, is why Twitter is That is so is entertaining the, to me. Twitter is the single worst thing in the world for fantasy football fans, owners, players, whatever the hell you want to call them, okay? Whatever you want to call it. It's the single worst thing that people can do for research. Twitter is 100%. 100%. Because people are so damn reactionary. And you know what the funny thing is? Is I'm not going to credit anybody for the Joe Mixon slander because I don't want you going over and taking a look at their garbage, okay? But it's the same guy slandering Joe Mixon over and over and over. And the best part about it is he goes, oh, Joe Mixon doesn't show up again. What a surprise. And then, of course, he snaps off like 30 yards on that drive, including a 16-yard touchdown, and everyone starts to light him up, including Rem, who's like, mm, this didn't age well. Very <laughs> professional, Rem. I Love was it. expecting you to take a little bit more, but it's okay. Not everybody can have the, the thunder. thick. The no, thunder. not everyone can have the thick hog of Swagrich on Twitter, so it's okay. You Whoa. did what you could, Whoa. all right? Did you but, just refer to yourself as the too. thick hog? <laughs> I told you girth, Matt. We started the show off uh, wrong, and it's still an hour that, in almost, and we're talking about girth, Matt. And then then you're going to have to measure like, that. You're the only medical like, professional here. Yeah, this dude is like, listen, man, I was joking. I just I just tweet this to get people, you know, get people upset. <laughs> what is Ethan doing? He's getting the girth I, 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 I know, I trying to leave. <laughs> He's getting the girth tape out, man. He's trying to potato tape. I think is what is the, the medical term. Wrap it around there. But that's why I wanted to talk about roller coasters because Jamar Chase was the perfect example this season of what fantasy owners do on these on this roller coaster of a ride called oh. fantasy football. Okay. Now I want to go on a roller coaster, man. Let's go. Come on. Six Flags got to be around here somewhere. But I'm not sitting next to Kyle on that roller coaster. <laughs> hey, don't know. You don't know what's Ohio, happen. where Cedar Point is, oh, right man. down the road from Canton, baby. Don't, Sandusky. Don't forget, don't, don't forget the potato tape there, Ethan. And Oh, my gosh. I'm just crying laughing. You're the here. only one qualified to do such measurements, though. You're the only one with a medical degree, and you're showing us guys hanging on the wall back there. So you got to do it. true. He wouldn't hey, come check me the other day hey. to see if I was all right. I uh, I did learn how to take growth measurements. That is part of the curriculum. So, not of the things that you're talking about. Kyle, uh, you found your person. I don't know. What is this oh, like? Jesus. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. This part's not making video. <laughs> Great. Now we do. Anyway, we just, do, fellas. Fellas, we we it. do. We do got some championship games to discuss. How about we talk about the upcoming games? this championship weekend. Whoa, Casey, whoa, whoa. Casey I still have a hot take. What? I thought you already did yours. No, I have two hot takes. I told you I had some stuff to talk about here, okay? All right. All right. It's so pretty the floor rare is, that the floor is yours, man. I, I apologize. Something to talk about. Hey, Jake will tell Let's you, it's pretty rare that the doc volunteers himself. Oh, 
for an unpaid appearance <laughs> anywhere. But I did because I had some stuff I need to talk about. And we cannot ignore the fact that Green Bay mm. choosing to continue to play Aaron Rodgers to get home field advantage may have cost them a chance at the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry. I don't know who needs to hear this, but home field advantage only works if your home field is actually an advantage to you. Okay. And there was nobody was more disadvantaged in that game than 39 year old Aaron Rodgers. All right. Zero degrees freaking snowing. Are you kidding me? Green Bay? Like, I'm sorry. I know you guys love it up there. Uh, but that sucks to play football in. And Aaron Rodgers looked like absolute exactly. trash garbage. For a team game. from San Francisco, Ethan. <laughs> what? Yes. I think Aaron Rodgers would have won that game in San Francisco. No, but they're warm coming up to Green Bay. They should have been the one at the yeah. disadvantage. I don't they're care. They're not 39. Zero degrees in snow is not an advantage to anyone. So it, I'll piggyback your point on Aaron Rodgers because I heard a great quote saying that it is time for Green Bay to actually let go of Aaron Rodgers. Do not even entertain this mess anymore. And I started thinking about this, and I'm like, they're correct. And I'll tell you why they're correct. What has Aaron Rodgers really done to be, quote, unquote, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game? I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Big Ben Roethlisberger has almost 10,000 yards more than Aaron Rodgers at this point. Fine. Yeah, I like Aaron. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Whoa. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Fine. He sat behind Brett Favre for three years. So we'll say those yards will probably likely be the same. The touchdowns are virtually the same. It's like 411 to 439 where AR has them is, is in interceptions. Ben has like 211 to 93. Big Ben has two Super Bowl rings. Aaron Rodgers has one. Big Ben has the, what, four-time 500-yard uh, performances in this league? Never been before, but uh, from Big Ben. Yes, Aaron Rodgers does have three MVP awards. I understand that. But he is the season king of statistics and record achievement. Winning percentage is almost identical between the two men. Why aren't we talking about Big Ben in a higher category? And why are we lifting Aaron Rodgers to this stratosphere of greatness that he really shouldn't be in because of season statistics? Hey, Waiting to be I'm... called on. Go ahead. Because I know if Ethan talks, it's just going to be a bunch of Steelers love. I'll tell you why Big Ben is not in the same category. Big Ben played too long. They played almost the same years. No, but no, but he, he, Big Ben's been done for a couple of years. I mean, he, he he just fell off like the last sure, two years. I, I get it. And recency bias is going to play a big part of that to the point of where the last memory you're going to have of Big Ben is not what he was really known for earlier in his career. Now, yes, they are still winning. They're still you know winning games. He's not sucking out there, but he's. He's immobile. There's people making fun of his lack of mobility and how he can't move in the pocket and stupid throws every once in a while. It just looks like he's falling apart or tripping over his own two feet. Like That's what you remember towards the end of the career of Big Ben. Aaron Rodgers is still, even though it's just regular season, I understand playing at a higher level. And I think it's just that recency bias overall as a career. I think they're both Hall of Famers. I mean, if they're if Aaron Rodgers, but does Aaron Rodgers does he belong? Is my point in this like greatest? Like you're putting them with Tom Brady. These guys, I don't if, think I can do that. Shit. If you're if you're no. not going to don't do that. I I think he has to be Tom with Tom Brady. 
I mean, I don't think he's Tom Brady's level, but he's one of the right. better quarterbacks of all time. Because if it's not, if he's not, you're basically saying that the MVP award and every other statistical achievement means no. nothing. Yes, yeah, statistically, one of the best but quarterbacks we, of all but time. But we measure greatness in Super Bowls, right? So I mean, that's how the, always the I fabric don't think is. You should it's, though. It's seasonal. Well, we do, and it's it's based on how good you are because you're the champion. We always go with statistics. I understand that because even Eli Manning should be in this conversation when it comes to Super Bowls. But I mean, when you're talking season statistics, consistency. Pittsburgh had like what with A B in them they had like what the the best offense for like three straight years man big ben was a nfl leader in passing yards one year or two years i mean this to me i i i was thinking about as, as i was starting to research this i'm like he deserves more credit than ben deserves more credit than what everybody's given him and ar doesn't deserve as much in my opinion well i'll say like i'm like firmly in the middle of what you and jake are saying right now because I even tweeted this the other day. I said, LeBron can't be the greatest of champion, or be, LeBron can't be the greatest because of championships, or so the argument goes. While Rodgers is checked notes, one and four in NFC championship games. And after this past weekend, he's five and four in the divisional round. So is he one of the better quarterbacks of all time? Yeah. Statistically say, speaking, when we when he gets done with his career, we'll look back at Aaron Rodgers being one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. However, to try and put him in any type of GOAT conversation no. is irrelevant at this point because to both of your points, yes, he's got the statistics to be in the conversation of one of the better quarterbacks of all time but he doesn't have the championships and he doesn't have the championship level performances to be considered anywhere near the greatest of all time. hundred percent. And I, no way does he end up in there, but I just figure as a hall of fame quarterback, you kind of have sure, to be no, considered no as one of the better quarterbacks yeah, of all no time. Question. You'll be a hall he, of famer. 100%. He's first ballot yeah. hall of famer. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. It's just that when I hear everyone saying that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever no. play this game, no. like where is he with Peyton Manning? I'm still going Manning. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that Rodgers has definitely earned his place among the better quarterbacks in the league. That's that's no doubt. Um, right. The the point was not really to bash Rodgers. It was simply to bash the fact that I don't feel like he actually got an advantage from being at home field. He had a broken toe all season, and I said at the end of the year that they should rest him for a you know a month, let this toe get right. And then who cares about once you hit the playoffs, who cares? You have Aaron Rodgers. And instead they kept playing him. He just made a total fool of himself. And that's off the field stuff. We're not even going to get into all of that uh, because I think it, it's 50, 50, whoever, whatever side you're on, I don't really care personally, but I think they, that green Bay needs to move on from him for that stuff. Not because he's not good at football, but just for that, the, the hassle of dealing with that all the time. I think that they're over it and I think that he's over them, but I do feel like we, everyone tells me that home field advantage is this huge deal, but I'm sorry, but like if your home field is zero degrees and it's snowing, you don't have an advantage because of that. Like, yes, the other team has to come from the warm weather in there. So that sucks for them, but I'm sorry. Like weather doesn't care about, I don't care how much you play out in the cold, man. Like, if it's snowing and it's zero degrees, it is hard to throw footballs and it's hard to catch footballs. And I thought Rogers looked, looked bad all night. He was under throwing guys. He was, he didn't look like he was interested at all in the game. 
but that's kind of just his face. But I think that wow. the, the <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. He just he looks like he's just dead to the world, man. It's just how his face looks. But Big I color. think that if that game was played in San Francisco, I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers beats that team, even if they're not at home. I think that playing at home did him, him personally and their team a disservice. And I think we just automatically assume that home field is always an advantage. And that was more the conversation that I wanted to have was just that I don't think that in that situation, home field was an advantage for Aaron Rodgers and for that team specifically. I mean, you saw it, man. Devontae Adams in the first half was open every play. And then we get to the second half. It's been snowing the whole time. He can't, nobody can catch their feet. They can't, they can't get open. Aaron Rodgers slipped and sliding all over the place. The running backs are hurt. They can't get anything on the ground. If that game's in San Francisco, I think Green Bay wins it by 10 points. I'm not even going to lie. I think and and look at the home field advantage in other games. Cause now you're talking about a whole different topic here. Now you got the Rams not wanting to sell tickets to certain places. They want to limit where they're selling tickets because they don't want too many 49er fans there. Yeah. What what yeah. kind of home is it home field advantage if you're worried about the other team selling more tickets than you? Like I mean, no. I, I think for the longest time, home field advantage was kind of like this, like this dangling carrot that just sounds amazing, but in so many different situations, it just it doesn't help. I mean, maybe you don't want to fly across country and play somewhere on a, on a short week or something. I get that, but for the most part. Home field advantage doesn't really give either team a whole lot of help these days because just because there's the fan bases are so spread out. Well, I think it's I think it's uh, like relevant too on the situation. Like if you talk about home field advantage for the LA Rams, that's going to be a lot different than let's say the home field advantage for the New Orleans Saints, right? The New Orleans Saints in the Superdome, you know, large crowd blacked out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the toughest environments in the NFL to go play. If or you're talking the Seahawks about or Kansas Seahawks, City, that way right now. if you go to LA, I mean, you can make an argument that the Rams aren't even LA's team. I mean, it's been talked about with the Rams and the chargers since they went back out there, that attendance has been an issue. Mm-hmm. People aren't, aren't wanting to go to those football games are not packing the stadiums for those teams beautiful stadium there obviously absolutely amazing and the rams are a very good team right now but they just don't have the type of fan base there that's going to come pack the stadium every single week so i think it's really dependent on that the 49ers are a base of fans that they will get together and they will go so it doesn't matter where they would play they'll go i mean there was people from san francisco going out to green bay for that that game they were like f the weather Let's go support the team. I think mm-hmm. this week, no offense, Ethan. I mean, I feel like your argument right now is is a bigger reach than you introducing yourself as Dr. Ethan Turner at a cocktail party, okay? <laughs> so no offense, Whoa. but... So, oh, no. No. He's been waiting all night to say that, too. All right. He's got, no he's gonna, we're going to have to put him in timeout. <laughs> hey, literally, literally, oh. Kyle has Microsoft Word up right now on that yeah, monitor that yeah. he's looking at, and he's been writing these for a week. He's got punchlines. He's for had days. that zinger going for, for ages. <laughs> but, but with this one, I think, I don't think this has anything to do with the weather or anything like that. The, the Packers ran into a team that was playing the best football at the right time. The 49ers are the the team that got hot at the right time. They are that team right now. And that's just mm-hmm. I think that's just what it is. They just ran into a defense that was better prepared. They ran into a team that just came at them with a little bit more gusto than I think other teams have been coming at at them with. And I also just think that Aaron Rodgers at this point 
just doesn't have the same intensity that you're going to get from some of the other quarterbacks. So you're not going to get some of that leadership stuff that you kind of need out of him right there. I just think it was a, a team that just played better that day. Well, I think their defense was better, but and definitely better. Their special teams were way better. <laughs> yeah. So that's two out of three. So two are, out the, three are the four, are the 49ers the only team in recent memory that really hates their quarterback? but are likely like almost going to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't remember like Trent Dilfer, maybe <laughs> like that's, they don't like Jimmy G that, you know, they don't, they okay. We're winning. Yeah. So let's go, Jimmy. Let's go. How far did the chiefs go with Alex Smith before they replaced him with, uh, um, Holmes? AFC champ, almost division. I would say, wild so, I mean, card that was kind round. of a foregone conclusion. I think for a lot of people, well, maybe not everybody. I think if you were a big Patrick Mahomes fan, I think you knew that Alex Smith was going to be gone and he was going to be in there in the next year. And I think it's, I mean, I think basically it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's hard to justify using that now, but kudos to Jimmy G. All right. Shut down the noise all year long and he's gone out there and he played and he's not played his best football at times, but he's done just enough for this team to win. So kudos to him kind of shutting that out there. Someone's going to pay to, to bring him in next year. So they're going to get a draft pick for Jimmy G. Trey Lance is going to take over and we're going to go, baby, look at Trey Lance. That's what we're going to be talking about in a year. Another roller coaster. Oh no. Trey Lance. Mm. Mm. It's a a roller coaster right now. I think Mm. we do have to take into consideration that just maybe Trey Lance has not looked as good as we think he is. I mean, he's coming out of a, a, you know, a smaller college. I mean, as much as we want to trash Jimmy Garoppolo, like he's been to a super bowl. Like he's not unexperienced, uh, He's no, but he's, he's not. Great. But he's one of those guys that's. I, always, I get that he like. I get that trying he, to replace he's not him. sexy, but like, here's the thing: like, we've seen Super Bowl champions in the last 15 years that did not have sexy quarterbacks. Like Joe Flacco wasn't sexy the last time he won a he won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning wasn't sexy the last oh, time wow, he wow. won a Super Bowl. Like, mm. I'm sorry, like we forehead. always we always want our quarterbacks to look like uh, really Josh Allen's and Pat Mahomes in these playoff games, but we see it all the time where teams that are not, you know, led by great quarterback play, end up winning Super Bowls. So, like, maybe Jimmy G is just one of those dudes where, yeah, he's not the, like, well, he is an attractive dude. Like, don't get me wrong. He's no Matt Stafford, according to Kyle, but whatever. We apparently have different beauty models. Uh, Mm. But maybe he's just that guy that, like, he rides the good defense and he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. And he manages to win a Super Bowl that way. And I'm telling you, if he wins a Super Bowl, people are going to, they're going to be asking to trade Trey Lance. They're not going to be asked to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Is it going to be another Josh Rosen situation? No. No, I, I don't buy I don't it. Sorry, man. I know you're I know you're putting it down. I can't buy it. I won't buy it. There's no way they gave up first round capital to stick with Jimmy G. It's gonna be the Brad Maybe Johnson, not. Trent, Trent Dilfer effect. He won the Super Bowl with a great defense, with a run game that could do it. We've seen it with Baltimore, we saw it with Tampa Bay. To me, it's no different. It's gonna be next man up, and it's gonna be like how Patrick Mahomes he had the red shirt because he wasn't ready. Trey Lance just wasn't ready. You have to remember too with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is coming out of a smaller division of football after taking a year off. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations that we've seen with other guys before where it's like, Hey man, you know, like with Tua, right. I mean, Tua looked a lot better this year than he did last year, a hundred percent. And Tua it's beca- coming off, coming off that devastating injury. injury. We never knew if he'd play football again. It, you know, it's it, Trey Lance was never supposed to start this year. And it, I, I think it's perfect that he didn't. 
honestly, I think probably there's a couple of other guys that could have sat, but it is what it is at this point. But I mean, now he's had a year to sit. Kyle Shanahan's the man. There's not too many better coaches out there that are going to get the most out of their players. He's going to fit right in, in this offense. He's going to do everything that he needs to do. They've got the weapons there with Debo and Ayuk. I mean, he can make anybody a, a top tier running back. It feels like there in San Francisco, they have the good defense. I mean, put the, put the ball in the hands of a quarterback that can go win you football games. I mean, we saw it this past week, sorry, Chaus, with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, right? Two Fuck. guys that can go win you football games. All right. Yeah. If the bills play against anyone else this weekend, they win. Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It just, it would have had Josh Allen would have went out there. That's what the, you know, that's what they're looking at there, you know, it, in the, in the NFC West. I mean, they're going to have to compete with Matthew Stafford there. Now what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. We don't know, but listen, put the hand, Jimmy G is never going to win you a football game, but he sure as hell is going to potentially lose you some. He just doesn't do enough. Does he do? Okay. Yes. Is he a, a, a good quarterback? Yeah. I'll say he's a good quarterback. He's not going to win you many football games though. And in that division, they're going to need to go win some football games. I mean, I guess I just liked being the uh, the level-headed one. You talk about how we're level-headed. Like, to me, this is us being level-headed. Like, if he was that good, as if he was as good as you're saying, they would have went to him sooner. I don't think haven't. so. I don't think so. I think the plan all season long was we are not going to Trey Lance unless we absolutely have to. They did okay. the same with Mahomes. And I mean, Mahomes, Alex Smith could have been benched. You knew mm-hmm. Mahomes was going to be the guy moving forward. Andy Reid, it's the grooming process. And then the argument can be swayed to say, what's the better effect? Because we got what, quote unquote, generational talented four quarterbacks this season, and they all look like shit for most of the year. Yes, Wilson started to pick up his game. Yes, okay, you can talk about Trey Lance in his situation being with Meyer like you know you could rather go die and come back with that situation and I mean you needed time to develop and grow some guys look at uh, Josh Allen perfect example he started year one and his was under 50 uh, 55 percent completion percentage as he learned on the fly so the argument can be said you know who do you want to groom these guys who is really pro ready is it you know Mac Money Jones fine we can say that but I mean Russell Wilson he beats out Matt Flynn in in preseason was that really a tough task I'm, I mean but you know he looked good so it's an anomaly that these guys Matt Flynn baby forever right you know what I'm saying but it's it's the anomaly I think that these guys come in year one and are the studs I think the standard is typically growing pain or sit for a year and learn. Yeah. And also with, with, you know, with Trey Lance, we at least really saw him play a significant amount of time in about three games. If he wasn't injured after that week five or week six game, we probably would have seen even more of him, but then we didn't see him again until what week 11 or 12 when he finally was healthy again. So it, the sample is so, so small that, you know, yeah, like you said earlier, give him the year to, you know, to really learn the game because he did come from a small school, didn't have a ton of experience he's they're going to flip Jimmy G for a draft pick. You know, they're probably going to get a number two for him kind of like new England did when they moved him from new England. Um, but for me, yeah, Trey Lance is the future of that team. And you saw, and you saw some growth in him too. Like that first game week four, Seattle nine of 18. Yeah. He does throw for two touchdowns, but they didn't really trust him with the ball. Right. Didn't really do a whole lot only threw for 157 yards. And then he comes out in that game where he starts in Arizona the next week afterwards. And, 
kind of let it loose a little bit more. 59 of 29, only completes 51%, 192, one interception. But in that 59 game, 59 of 29. What, what did a, I say? 15 a, to 29. Okay. 15. Okay. I'll say go. 15 completions on 29 attempts is impressive. Dang. <laughs> he's got, 29. he's throwing two footballs. <laughs> you got a ball you're, pay, you're paying too much for those uh, 30 cent hookers, man. I think you're mad. And then, and then <laughs> week 17, 16 of 23 completes almost 70% of his passes there. 249, two and one. So even then too, like when he did play this year, it, the, the game plan was never, Hey, we're going to go let Trey Lance go. If something would have happened to Jimmy G and he gets injured and he has to sit out, I think you would have seen a dialed back Trey Lance all year long anyway. I don't think they ever would have let him just go out there and sling it. But, I mean, if they go to the Super Bowl and they win and Jimmy G has a great performance, awesome. They're going to get a better pick out of there because there's going to be a moron somewhere in the NFL that's going to pay for him. There's morons everywhere. Yeah. San Francisco was that moron that paid for him a few years ago. I still think that was a pretty good investment at that point. It was. Yeah. And it's it's paying them back. I mean, it's not a horrible thing. But look, they're getting one game away from the Super Bowl for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Ethan, what was your other gripe? Didn't you have another one? Oh, that was it. The biggest oh, gripe was just the whole <laughs> overtime advantage being yeah, okay, overtime. Do you feel better now? I do, man. I was really stressed out about this. Uh, you know, this whole week I was like, man, I hope no one says this thing that I'm gonna say because I'm gonna be ticked. Uh, but I'm sorry, Chouse. I interrupted your segue into uh, the championship. You know uh, what? It's fine. Here, it's it's know? fine. I don't feel offended whatsoever. You Ethan, seem. Offended. Can I just say that if anybody clenched right now, I'm just to work on me. It would be you. Yeah, there were seven people talking. I didn't hear any of you. So <laughs> and I just want you to know that even though I make fun of you, that if I had to choose anyone to put their hands on me to work on me, it would be you. I would let you work on me as much as you needed to. Yeah, well, you're old, so you probably need it. You know, I might be old right here. I mean, but look, some people love the salt and pepper. They like to, you know, they like to try and lick that salt off right there. Anyway, okay, they, they like that. But There's on the there, inside, Jess. on hey, the inside, mm, mm. Chris, can you even grow facial hair? <laughs> nope. Who? <Ooh, man>. No. <laughs> he looks like he's got a little. I'm literally. I'm. I am a. I'm like a ten-year-old in a thirty-year-old body. Whoa. Or the other way around. Wow. That's awkward. <laughs> or the other way around. Awesome. Right. 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 What, what, what games are we talking about now, Chouse? Are we are we making game predictions? I mean, KC Cincinnati. No. Let's go KC Cincinnati. Joey B, he mm. is no. he is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do this, man? Is he gonna come in and upset Patrick Mahomes with Jamar Chase going 200 yards? Potentially no Tyron Matthew. He's just concussed. He'll be there. I know he'll be there. Yeah. I mean, is this is is Cincinnati going to be able to protect Joey B? I mean, Tennessee had what nine sacks against him, which was the most for any team, tied for the most of any team in playoff history. Except I think the last team to do it, or one of the teams to do it, was the 1966 Bills. Had to throw well, that in there. They had you, football. Thank you. One yeah. Pos- one positive. Uh, but that's the big thing for me. You know, I mean, Kansas City can get after the quarterback, and I mean. Joey B just can't continue to take these kind of hits. So for me, it's it's got to be the Chiefs. Unfortunately, as much as I would like to see the the bandwagon that I hopped on, you know, mid mid season here, I would love the Cincinnati Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. Like I, from a fan perspective, not not to say that the Chiefs aren't an exciting team to watch, but for for just the 
something new factor. Like I would love to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl. Like I just have that. That would be something fun to see. Uh, do I think it happens? I had you asked me six weeks ago, I'd say, yeah, there's a pretty good chance. And then all of a sudden Kansas city is just, it's like, it's like they played possum. It's like, they were just kind of saying, huh, we fooled you. You thought that we were struggling all year long. And then here we go. We'll turn on the end of the season, get to the playoffs and be borderline unstoppable. You're going to need an ungodly effort to beat us. And if, what the Bills and Josh Allen just did was not enough. I don't see Cincinnati being enough either. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, but I still think Kansas City pulls it out. Yeah, it's Cincinnati did beat Kansas City a few weeks ago. I mean, when, after you did, know, Kansas City turned did. things around. Now, granted, is Joey B going to have to throw for another 400 yards for that to happen? Maybe. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure. but it's, it's, it's shown that Cincinnati, obviously, they can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City in that offense. Oh, we might have some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh oh! Uh, it sounds like Byron Leftwich is headed to Jacksonville to be the next head coach. That's not that's not, po- that that's not breaking news. Kyle, you've been revoked of your breaking news privileges. Wait, when did that break? No, they they talked about it earlier today, saying he was the front runner likely to be signed. Oh, which my. makes sense. He played there. He was drafted he there. Yeah. yeah, but it look it looks like it's a, it's going to be official now. So One here's thing- the point I got on Leftwich, though. So is he riding the coat? Not saying he's a bad coach. I like Leftwich <laughs> and what he's done. But is he riding those coattails of Mr. Tom Brady to get himself a head coaching gig? Yes. They're going to suck. Yeah. The Jaguars right. are still going to suck, but Trevor Lawrence is going to be a lot better. I agree. I agree. I think it's great and, for Trevor and your, Lawrence, and I think that's what they needed yep. to do. Your pitch is pretty, pretty nice. Like, hey, I've just coached the greatest quarterback of all time for the last two years. Let me take your stud quarterback that you just drafted and – instilling him some knowledge that I've learned from being around Tom Brady for the last two years makes perfect sense. Uh, but can I just talk about how great Joe Burrow is? I freaking love yeah. that guy. I love that guy too. I love that guy. He's good. He's like one great. of my, if I think about it right now and it's hard cause it totally makes me seem like a bandwagon fan. Like, I don't know if I, I mean, I'm always going to be a Nick Chubb guy, but I feel like Joe Burrow and Jamar chase have like catapulted up my list of players that I just enjoy to watch play football, watching like I, they're, they're they're way up there. I'm a Bills fan, and I love watching them play. Man, it's just it's yeah. dirty. It's it's, dirty. It's, a, it's a wicked exciting offense to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I freaking love Joe Burrow. I think he's got so much swagger, and he just reminds me of everything that we thought Baker Mayfield was going to be, except that he's actually good at football. Uh, Joey B is a stud muffin. Uh, I said he was going to be a stud muffin in fantasy this year, and sure enough, he was. That's uh, why he followed the doctor. You know um, what? We're allowed to do victory laps on this show, Ethan. So don't, don't you know, I, don't saw, apologize. You, I, I saw you kind of like hide your, your passion there. Bring hey, out the passion out. on your victory lap. Here's the thing, okay? I was all in on this offense from the Boom. beginning. Boom. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, yeah. T. Boom. Higgins. Hell, Boom. even throw Tyler Boyd in there for some big games. And Joey B, I knew this offense was going to be great. I said at the beginning of the year, I said, buy all these guys. They're injured. I don't care. Get over it. Joe Mixon, Joe Joe Burrow, Joe and Joe, Joe's Joe's coming in. And I think they were both top five at their position. So uh, here's what we got here. The headliners were on this when nobody else wanted to be on it. Nobody else was telling you to draft Joe Burrow as a top 12 quarterback. He ended up as QB five, except for us. And that's why you follow us. That's why you listen to what we say. That's why you buy our draft guide because you, those hits, they just keep coming. Man. And the injury guide. 
Yeah. Any injury guide. Screw it, man. Like I do so much work on these injuries and, and I go to headliner you because this, we start off with the rookies. Don't forget. And subscribe this to headliner plug you. time. Yo, this headliner plug you. Time, baby. That's where our, that's where our, our, all of my injury off season content will be through the headliner. You, uh, we got some big breaking news coming out from the rookie guide, but we're going to wait to drop that news until oh. it's 100% finalized. Oh. Let's just say we got some big players in the game coming to find the rookie injury info. So uh, you just stay tuned, baby, because it's going to be hot and spicy. And then after all those you. players are drafted yeah. and we've talked about them and they start printing cards, go over to Headliner Breaks and I'll pull them for you. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's we right. do it all. <laughs> stay tuned just, for these messages saying. from the headliners. From college to trading cards, we have their entire career covered. That's but right. Well, I'm just saying my rookie injury guide has correctly predicted the bust of every single running back class for the last four seasons. Okay. Mm. So if you're sitting around it. and you're like, man, I spent a first round pick on carry on Johnson or Trey sermon or mm. Zach Moss, you're a loser because you're not following the injury data. Whoa. Okay. Don't Whoa. be a loser Buy the guide. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Well, all right then. I mean, Guess he just insult everybody. Johnson or Sony Michelle's your RB two. You're a loser too, and <laughs> I hope you hear this because <laughs> there are very famous fantasy football people that are losers because they don't care about injuries. They don't know how to analyze it, and all they do is say, "Oh, Sony Michelle, he's a faster Nick Chubb." Ooh. You didn't do, know. Do you, do you care to drop a name? You're a loser. Okay. Do you care, do you care you to drop a name? That, of this loser. You don't know. He's more likely to have issues down the road that makes you a loser. Okay. So I am not sorry that you are following people that don't pay attention to stuff that matters. Yes. Suck get it. Paid to be here. And it's because I am better at this injury stuff than anyone else that talks about fantasy football. And I'm not oh! going to apologize for that. Get him I would run through a wall right now. Yeah, I would. Just, I would. It doesn't matter who's crazy. I would. Oh, I would boy. not. I would oh, not do what Kyle is doing. I would not I do that. Also going crazy. But that that right there. That's some of the that's some of the fire right there. E- Ethan was emotional. I'm he hot. was he was serious. I just wanted more base out of that. I wanted to see, you know, you're a loser. Like, yeah. you know, come on, amplify, man. Amplify you're a that loser. Shit. Dude, I can't. I just oh, oh. It comes, it comes from this. down here, man. You just you amplify. I'm so sick of it. I'm yes. sick of people telling Charles me that they're good at fantasy football like when they times. leave out one of the most important parts. Drives me crazy. We won't forget about you over here, Ethan. You better not, because I'm back, to, let back you. to this game, though. Kansas City's still going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. So San Fran, <laughs> San Fran, LA. After all of that banter, I mean, this one's pretty tough, man. I mean, the, is there any other head coach in this league that would have understood how to utilize a guy like Debo other than Shani? And with this, I understand. Okay, look, you got the Ramseys, you got the Vons, Donald, and, and Floyd's. I get it, man. This defense is just is killer. I get it. But, like, look, man, even Ramsey got cooked last week, so everybody's human eventually, and Debo was playing lights out Cyborg-esque levels. I think this is a closer game than everybody thinks it is. And, you know, they made a good point. I don't know who, who was covering that game. Was it Romo that was covering? No, Romo covered the Bills game. Who was covering that uh, Tampa game? He said, uh, uh, what, what did he say about Debo? Shit, I just lost my train of thought. He Someone said a bunch of stuff ahead. about Scotty yeah. Miller, but he's out, so. That's all yeah. I remember. He was, yeah. They were all over Scotty Miller, man. 
I can't give my prediction here because I'm doing the prediction shows uh, on the fantasy highliners. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing that I will say. The only team that can beat the Rams this weekend is the Rams. Oh, that was that was deep and intellectual. Oh, and on a whole nother level of deep. No offense, Rams or no offense, 49ers fans. I love what I love what the team's been doing. Stafford going to that shit, baby. Oh, that's what they were saying. Thank you for jogging my memory. Is that <laughs> Stafford when he is playing at very comfortable elite levels? He mm-hmm. takes those chances, throws more interceptions. Something yeah. to watch out for this weekend Ooh. with that pass rush that uh, likes to go after the quarterback. I think the difference is Sean mm-hmm. McVay is smart enough to realize that and not have a bunch of routes down the field. Sure. And they're going to give him a lot of that short, quick routes uh, to get the ball out quick because they, they know that Cooper they're not going to have the time. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup. 15 receptions. His yards per reception could be really down this week, but he could rack up some receptions because they're just going to you know use him as an outlet. they got to continue to move the chains. they got to keep it away from him. they got to keep the ball on offense, control the time of possession. Uh, I think a lot of coaches in the NFL want to get so cute nowadays, and they're just committed to going deep or taking the shots all the time instead of just getting those first downs every once in a while. I don't, I don't see the Rams doing that this week. I, I think that they play it a little bit safer. They, they play it smart and, and just and get through the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I just think that Matthew Stafford can't play hero ball. You know, he's, I love the confidence in him, but like Chow said, that's when he starts making mistakes. But I do think that they limit the turnovers this game against the 49ers, and I'm going, I'm going khakis by seven. Ooh, mm. I like it. I think mm. it's a th- I think it's a three point affair personally. I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. I think that 49er defense, man, Fred Warner is just unreal. Bosa, fuck, that D line is just crazy. I think it's I think it's closer than than a lot of people think. Chaus is just jealous because you know he he wants a D line that's actually athletic and yeah, fast. I do, and can Dude. get to the quarterback. I want a Fred Warner for God's sakes. Give me a Fred Warner. Is it too much? To say you can't you handle a. You don't, you don't have to worry about your 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 front four. It's that it's those next that next level of three guys. You got to really God. upgrade. God. Poor Matt Milano. He just got torched on every he's every terrible. passing play. He's ter- He's a rushing specialist, man. Hey, That's you all. know how embarrassing it must be to have a dude throw up deuces when you're ahead of him. <laughs> Talk yeah. about a cycle. That is sad. Talk about a cycle. That's like move. a retirement. Moment. I haven't seen something that embarrassing. And where was the flag on that the play, NFL? Side. You guys calling taunt and shit all season? He throws the deuce before he even passed the guy. His, and you're, the you're defender like, was like oh, yeah, three yards the, ahead of him. That was the most taunting that I've ever seen on the football like, field. Like, yeah, that, that's acceptable because you didn't you know actually how fast pass you him have yet. to be to, to have the audacity to take the guy Fuck. who's three yards ahead of you. And has an angle on you and be like, oh, this guy isn't going to catch Watch me. this as he downshifts. You know, <laughs> I mean, he literally looked like the Roadrunner just straight past him. So embarrassing. Uh, you're right. They do need a Fred Warner. They need Thank somebody you. that's fast and can actually Why are we talking him. about the Bills again? Why did you say embarrassing? Why did you say embarrassing? I'm already fucking sad over here. And you're, you're Ethan. Open wounds, podcast man. And make a big fat. Chris embarrassing sandwich on it. Uh, start with the Bills. You're supposed the- to be picking a winner of the 49ers and Rams, and you're talking about I think the, the Bills. Rams are going to smoke them. <laughs> okay. Ethan said big fat, and then he got to the C, and he kind of stopped for a second. And yeah. I thought for sure, Chris, oh, he was, you, you were hoping, was weren't you? Oh Chris my God. Sad sandwich. I'm never going to get invited on this pod again. Never. <laughs> I didn't really get invited this week. I just put him on the list, man. You, stop with that bullshit, man. I gave it an open <laughs> invitation. Yeah. It was an open. I was like, dude, we record on Tuesdays if you want in. 
you know, there's no Charles. I tried to tell him the same thing. He messaged me like two weeks ago and he was like, dude, why do I never get an invite? I was like, I don't do the pod. Talk to Charles. It's true. You know, I'm just, I'm pretty particular. I like the enjoyment of being invited onto the show. Uh, it makes me so feel it, like I'm valued as part of the so team. So you're, 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 you're the high maintenance one. I completely I'm sorry. Understand. I don't want to be the guy that just storms in. Like, I'm not, I don't have the, the swagger of Kyle. What do you think Jake just, did? Just, mm. yeah, man. Jake owns the show. <laughs> he owns the whole channel. Jake can show up wherever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah, he can whoa Wait, what? what but he what? there's a good transition to that though because you talk about you know we record on tuesday nights and this and you want to get invited this is i think a good time for us to kind of say i i would like to expand the podcast and we've talked about this to the other people to doing more than just one show a week but now that we're putting this in video form for people to kind of see the mass chaos that could kind of happen are, are we interested? What do you want? Two days a week, three days a week. We want Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Obviously, it can't be all five of us all three days because everybody does have other commitments, but we can find ways to make it fun and exciting uh, multiple times a week. But I kind of want to make sure that's what the people want before we do all, go into committing to all this. And then we get like 100 views and I'll be like, eh, uh, we should we should need, we need more people. So if you like the audio form of podcast and you've missed out on this, now is going to be a good opportunity to go out there and, and, and get multiple shows a week. I'd like to even go into some like motivational stuff, some life lessons, behind the scenes of the show, the business side of the thing. Nobody has any idea the business side of this thing that listens or watches us. They have no idea what goes on behind. Maybe that's something they're interested in. And if it is, I, I'm, I'm all ears and would love to start talking about it as Kyle falls asleep on his microphone. Any of you want to hear this in your ears multiple times a week? Everybody that and I just we had just lost a thousand. They just, they just left. They yeah, all everyone's left. gone. Thanks, everyone's Kyle. Gone. Thanks. Thanks. He's Kyle. he's licking the microphone. I think that's a great opportunity to get the hell out of here. It's been Bro. a while. This is great, guys, man. We'll definitely do that again. But anyway, man, so on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. There are too many of us to rhyme off all the Twitter handles. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Oh, only fans. Stay safe and be kind <laughs> to each other. I'm out. <laughs>